Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Theater 5 presents Publish or Perish. Mr. Rand, please, I asked you to hold all calls while I'm talking to Professor Morehouse. Oh, Arthur, the pressures, the pressures. Why anyone would want to run a university today? I, I would imagine it would be interesting, exciting. Well, perhaps you'd like it. I'm a scholar like your father was. I loved teaching. I loved research. Just as he did. But there is much that is disagreeable. For instance, uh, our little conference today. Really? You asked me to come, and I... I, uh, I have the odious duty to warn you that your position, both as psychology professor and head of the Psychological Institute, is in danger. Now, it hurts me to say this because the name Morehouse means a great deal at Cavendish. It was your father's pioneering work in research that put Cavendish on the road to greatness. Ah, there was a great man. Well, I've never claimed that I am in my father's class, but I, I, I thought my teaching was satisfactory. There's been no complaint on that score. But are you aware, Arthur, that you've not published an original piece of research in nearly ten years? Not since you did that very promising study of the IQ of prison inmates. But, Dr. Woodward, I, I, I must protest. The fact is that I have published... At the least, three papers a year. With George Gallant collaborating. I know all about that. In science today, teamwork oh, is... Oh, come is... on, Arthur. We've both been in this business for a long time. We know what that means. Now, when I was an assistant, I put my professor's name on several papers which were written with his advice. And in your case, the rumor is that you don't even see what Gallant writes until it's published. I have... Great confidence in George Gallant. He's, he's a brilliant young man. Very true, Arthur. That's why I've wondered why he stays on year after year as your assistant. Dr. Woodward, are you implying... I am saying that he should be farmed out to some smaller college and groomed for a professorship at Cavendish. Why, I couldn't recommend him. He, he's so gross, so, so crude, so... Well, socially inept, he'd embarrass us. He has brains, Arthur. And that's what we're looking for in colleges today. Incidentally, you never told me where you found him. Well, let's just say, Dr. Woodward, that I found him. And uh, let's just say, Arthur, that I can't protect you much longer. Protect me? From whom? The faculty is beginning to cry favoritism. In your case, we have been breaking our cardinal rule. Publish or perish. I'm giving you ample warning. You either show evidence of your ability by producing original work of merit, or, more house or not, you will be replaced. Replaced? To speak plainly, fired. Fired. <laughs> 
Gallant. Gallant, come in here. Yeah, what do you want? I want to talk to you. Oh, spit it out. If you don't mind, shut the door. Oh, sure, sure. That blast machine makes a ragged, but uh, I'm getting some great results. I, um... I've had a little chat today with Dr. Woodward. Oh, yeah. How was the old geezer? Dr. Woodward is very well, but he was rather concerned about me. Oh, yeah? What's the score? Well, he, he was telling me that I've given possibly too much time to administration and public relations, that sort of thing, eliminating the possibility of my doing any original research. Now... That's creating difficulties for him in getting grants to continue our work in the Psychological Institute. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, that's tough. And I, I started worrying about you, Gallant. Uh, you're not as well established as I am, and if I had to let you go for lack of funds, it would be hard for you. Yeah? Go ahead. Well, uh, under the circumstance, I, I had a thought. Why not lend my name to your... Differential reaction paper. I think I could make quite a splash with it when it was published. Lend your name, huh? Yeah, yes, I, I think I could attract quite a bit of attention. Oh, well, naturally, yes. My assistant, I'd give you credit in a preface or a, or, or a footnote. Uh, well, George, what do you think of the idea? You want me to tell you? Well, I'm asking you. I think it stinks. What? Brother, you don't have a clue to what I'm saying in it. I think you're overstating the case, Gallant. Very imprudent. Imprudent or not, it was my idea. I did the research. I did all the work. Right or wrong? I merely suggest... Well, I'm a little sick of your suggestion. Gallant... I'm fed up with having you stick your name on everything I do. I... I will try to ignore your last statement. Though it was quite predictable. It's too much to expect someone like you to evince any gratitude. Gratitude? Oh, brother. Gallant, you are a great disappointment to me. I could be. But at least I'm not a phony like you. Someone ought to expose you, Doc. That'll be all, Gallant. If anyone is to be exposed, it will be you. How, how long do you think you'd last at Cavendish if it were known that I picked you up in the Wisconsin State Penitentiary? With an IQ of 180 plus. That's what interested you. You figured I had that kind of a large, ripe brain that you could pick and get fat on. And what about your wife? Do you think that Angela would stay with you if she, she knew you had a prison record? That you were a jailbird? That, that you were mixed up with a bunch of crooks in a cold-blooded hold-up? You dirty... I paid for that long ago. You... Okay. What do you want to do? I will assume authorship of the differential reaction study to the benefit of both of us. And there will be no further discussion. Okay. But you'd be a dope. Everybody here on the campus knows I've been knocking my brains out doing it. You're looking for trouble if you take it. Perhaps you have a better suggestion. Yeah. I got one study in the works that I've never told you about. Only Angela knows about it. You want to be smart, you'll take it instead. Oh, I see your point. Uh, that would be quite a consideration. Thank you, George. Thank you for your advice. It's my pleasure, Professor.
on, baby. Oh, aren't you a little early, darling? Uh, I'll put in a good night's work. Going back to the office? No, I'll work home. I thought you were taking me to the Bach recital. Yeah, well, it's tough luck. I'll catch up on my culture some other time. The idiot hit me for another paper to brighten up his reputation. Oh, no, George. Another one of those so-called collaborations? Oh, not even that, baby. This time he wants to be the author. Only I gotta write it. I think Woody must have thrown a book at him. Probably threatened him with a pink slip. The old business, publish or perish? Yeah, something like that. I think you're a fool to do it. Oh, baby. Baby, try to understand. Just take my word for it. I have no choice. How long are you going to carry Arthur Morehouse on your back, George? Don't you know that you don't need him anymore? Well, nobody's offering me any jobs. Only because Morehouse has you bulldozed, George. Oh, I know this man. I wasn't his secretary for ten years for nothing. He hasn't got an idea of his own. He's, he's a brain picker. Before you, he had Davis. Before Davis, there was Goldstein. Before Goldstein, there was Milana. But they cleared out. And if you don't clear out, I... I will. Well, no. I didn't marry you so that you could stay Morehouse's assistant. Now, don't worry, honey. Look, I'm going to fix that crumb once and for all. Even if I have to kill him. Oh, no. George, don't be silly. Your tough act doesn't fool me one bit. Yeah? You couldn't hurt anybody even if you tried. You want to bet? Publish or perish, eh? Well, Arthur Morehouse is going to publish and perish. Schmear, right on your desk. I beg your pardon? The study, I promised you, the whole works. So soon? Well, I had most of it done. All the data was calculated, checked, and double-checked, and I had most of it written. Anyway, you seemed like you were in a hurry, so I dug in and I finished it pronto. I knew that when you thought it over, George, you'd realize that I had only your best interests at heart. This one's gonna make history in the field of educational psychology. You read it, you'll see what I mean. Naturally, I, I shall read it. But uh, with my schedule, I, I have so little time. Couldn't you tell me just the high points? The high points of your paper? Okay, here goes. Last summer, when Angela and me were on vacation, I went down to South Carolina to the McNeil Memorial Children's Home in Gardensburg. Uh, Gardensburg, South Carolina, you Yeah, say. yeah. I tested all the kids for general intelligence, and then I selected 30 pairs. Uh, 60 altogether. Your multiplication is perfect. Each pair was matched for intelligence. Now we took half of them, one in each pair. That's 30. Right, 30. They were given a daily dose of thymal rotinate. The other half were given sugar pills. Each was 100 milligrams. Uh, what's uh, thymol rotinate? That's a mild stimulant that a friend of mine up at the medical center was playing around with. He claimed that with thymol rotinate, he could raise the intelligence and performance levels. Oh, that, that, they're very interesting. Yeah. Now, I told all the kids that they were being given medicine that would make them smarter. D did the children know which they were taking? No. They thought they were all taking the same junk. 
Only Angela and me knew who was taking what. Anyway, after 30 days, we gave him a retest. What happened, George? In 30 days, both groups, both, had gained an average of 10 points in IQ, which is plenty remarkable. Uh, no, no difference at all between those who were taking the sugar and, the, and the, uh, that other substance? Uh, Thymorotinator, no. Oh, what do you deduce from that? Well, this is what you're going to say. The important thing is suggestion and suggestibility. Suggestion and suggestibility? Right. People get smarter if you tell them they're going to get smarter. How about that, Professor Moaz? Well, that very interesting. And, and very important implications for education. I'll tell you what I call it. The Morehouse Factor. The Morehouse Factor? That's very good thinking, Gallant. Yes, we, we, we can build a great deal on that. The Morehouse Factor, very good. I'm glad you like it. I kind of thought you would. It had, it had a nice ring to it. Gallant, I, I really think we can let bygones be bygones and, and forget that little uh, unpleasantness between us the other day. We can do great things together. Well, I'm sort of looking forward to the future myself, boss. I hope you realize that your discovery of the Morehouse factor could rake in some great publicity for Cavendish. So it could, so it could. Uh, Dr. Woodward will be pleased. Oh, you can say that again. Why don't you uh, hop over and see Woody? Tell him all about your discovery and get yourself some cooperation from the college publicity boys. Yes, I'll, I'll do that right away. I... Morehouse factor. I like that very much. <laughs> Arthur, this is the best news I've heard in months. Thank you, Dr. Woodward. And now that my hypothesis is proven incontrovertibly, I feel that it is my duty to call attention to the importance of the Morehouse factor in respect to education. Mm -hmm. And to make sure that the university gets due credit, I think we should mobilize the entire resources of Cavendish University's public relations department. Yes, yes, by all means, by all Thank means. you. I knew I could count on your cooperation. Now, if you'll excuse me, my office is urgently expecting me to take care of a few details. Very well, Arthur. By all means, go along with your plans and check with me later. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, Miss Doran? Dr. Woodward, I have a call for you from George Gallant. Yes? He says it's very urgent and confidential. And so you see, ladies and gentlemen, that my experiment at Gardensburg and the subsequent formulation of the Morehouse Factor provides the basis for the expansion of a new national frontier. George, I can't wait. Angela, shut we up. We at Cavendish, especially Dr. Woodward, cannot emphasize too much the importance of the Morehouse Factor. I am now ready for questions. I'll be happy to answer anything I can. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, what is your question? Well, Dr. Morehouse, uh, why do you assume that an experiment carried out in a small-town orphan asylum in the South yields results that are valid and meaningful for the entire country? A very good question. As a scientist, I agree that when it is possible financially, I must repeat the experiment on a larger scale in selected areas. But I... I have no reason to believe that the results will be any different. Uh, may I have another question? Dr. Morehouse. You have a question, Dr. Woodward? Well, in a way, I think that it's important for the press to have some additional background material. 
Dr. Morehouse, where is Gardensburg? Uh, in South Carolina. Yes, I know that, but where? Near what uh, larger city? Well, I, I, I don't know. Didn't you go there? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I, I made all the arrangements by correspondence. I see. But perhaps, Dr. Morehouse, you can give us the name of the head of the McNeil Memorial Children's Home? The name? Uh, yes, yes. The name of the, the head. Yeah, he... Uh, in, in one minute, it, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Uh, George, uh, George, perhaps you remember? I'm sorry, Dr. Morehouse. I never met him. I can't help you. Well, maybe that doesn't matter. But this does. I wonder whether these reporters are aware of the nature of thymol rotinate. Perhaps you'd like to fill them in on that, Dr. Morehouse? Uh, yes, it, it's a mild stimulant. A friend of mine at, at the medical center was working with it. I'm no chemist, of course, but... That, Dr. Morehouse, is only too obvious, or you would know that thymol rotinate is a deadly poison. What? I know. But, uh... It can't be. I... But, ladies and gentlemen, let me assure you that in this case there was no danger, because there is no such place as Gardensburg, South Carolina... What? There is no McNeil Memorial home, and there was no experiment. Oh, I say that there was. I mean, I was told that... Please, ladies and gentlemen, please listen to me. This is some kind of hoax. There, there, there must be... I, I, I... Why did you do this to me? My father was a great psychologist, one of the greatest. He was... Gallant, you gutter snipe! I'll kill you! Arthur, stop it! I'll kill stop you! Stop it, Arthur! Take I'll him out of here! Take him away! Get him out of here! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to see that scene, but I think I can give you a more interesting news story. I want to introduce Mr. George Gallant, who will succeed to the position so recently vacated by Dr. Morehouse. Mr. Gallant is an outstanding research scientist who is an ex-convict. But we feel that he has paid his debt to society and we welcome him as a full professor at Cavendish University. Get up, George. Get up. Do you want me to, Angela? Of course I do. Go ahead. Get up, George. Are you sure you don't mind about the ex-convict part? Why should I now? I've known it all the time. Presented Publish or Perish. Written by Raphael David Blau. Produced and directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, George Petrie, John Seymour, Fran Carlin, Ralph Bell, and Laura Stewart. 
Audio engineers Neil Pulse and Marty Folia. Sound technician Ed Blaney. Script editor Jack C. Wilton. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.